Welcome to the Banega Swast India podcast. Our focus this season is One Health, One Planet, One Future. Our aim is health for all and leaving no one behind because Swast Bharat is Sampan Bharat. Persons with disabilities are the world's largest minority. They are disabled not just by their bodies but by society as well. The United Nations has called to leave no one behind contained in the 2030 agenda for sustainable development. Inclusion of persons with disability is key. I'm Ambika Singh Kama and today we have with us musician filmmaker entrepreneur author sound engineer and computer scientist Dr. Rupam Sharma. Through his film One Little Finger Dr. Sharma has taken a step towards including persons with disabilities into mainstream cinema. Thank you so much Dr. Sharma for joining us today. Hello Ambika, I'm so grateful to you. Uh, namaste and and the TV for having me and covering our story. Thank you. February is the month of love, but love is not just about romance, it's also about empathy and care. On Banega Swastantya, we have dedicated the month of February to the love that doesn't see persons with disabilities as a burden. Inclusion is the key, and you have set an example of the same by casting over 80 children and adults with disabilities in your film One Little Finger. The film has over 30 laurels in its name. So, Dr. Rupam, tell us about the story. Yes, Ambika, thank you for asking. You know, One Little Finger. Uh, it's a narrative feature film you know, with the theme ability and disability. So that was our theme. The story is about Reina, an American neurologist, you know, who goes to India to explore and research music therapy, you know, and she finds herself teaching children and adults with disabilities. You know, often the children with disabilities become victims of neglect, bullying, harassment, you know, and Reina tries to bring them together through music and inspire them. to challenge themselves through their abilities the, the film shows how their lives are transformed um to me it's not just a film it's a movement to break the barriers of the stigma of disability and all it takes is a change in our perspective you know a change in our mindset and uh, disability is only what we perceive you know ability is everything that we believe right the perception needs to change what inspired you to actually make this film so it was a It was a journey, I would say, and I was inspired by the life stories of the people with disabilities, and wanted to, you know, take on the challenge of learning more about them, you know, telling their stories to the world, and creating creating a platform for them to show their abilities, not disabilities. You know, before making this film, you know, I worked on number of projects related to, um, as a musician, frequency-based music and vibrations, um, called Omkara. Uh, that was adopted in schools in in different special needs schools for stress relief for depression and and my earlier research work was also artificial intelligence and autism so as you can see my background was um yes. involving with many projects related to that so i was inspired and i came to know many of the organizations children parents educational mm-hmm. institutions and i was intrigued to bring their life stories and challenges they face to the big screen in a positive way you know yes and and over 15% of world population live with some form yes. of disability you know yes and just in the united states one out of 44 children is diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder uh, and mm-hmm. people are disabled not just 
mentally, physically, and emotionally by, by society itself. Uh, yes. And disability is it's not a charity. Uh, it's a mm. human rights issue. And, yes. and we have moral responsibility to, uh, to help them. And, and we all rise by lifting others. That's really well put. In fact, uh, Dr. Rupam, as you said, it's a human rights issue. How challenging was it for you to make a film with 80 children and adults with disabilities? In fact, I was reading somewhere that it took you five years to complete the film. Uh, yes, it was quite challenging to start with you know, many unknowns. Um, as we had many children and young adults with various disabilities, that was a challenge you know, because of various disabilities. You know, many people had cerebral palsy, um, could have hearing impairment, visual impairment. They could not see, could not talk. And some of them has um, mental disabilities and other forms of disabilities. So that was definitely a challenge for us. It took so long because we, we tried to understand them. I had a great team. You know, we worked um, together as a team. I do not want to take all the credits. So we all worked together and, and trying to conduct some workshops and help them to train and uh, teach them how to act, how to communicate, how to, um, uh, how to be in front of camera. And yeah. many of those things that we try to teach them. And there's challenges coming from mm. and, and a lot of hurdles that we have to go through. Um, I, I can share one of the stories that might be interesting to you. Yes, of course. Um, they, and, and when we started this project and we approached some of the financier investors and they liked the story, they said that, yes, uh, go for it. And we started uh, making this film mm-hmm. um, because I was writing a book before that. Um, and they write this story, they write the screenplay. So uh, while we were working on the project, and after seeing that the challenges that we have gone through, um, they did not like that. They said that it's going to it's going to fail and replace all the children with professional actors. Otherwise, they're not going to fund this. Um, and I refused. I refused. I said, okay, the the whole purpose of this film is ability and disability. You know, yes. if we want to hire hire professional actors, that defeats the purpose of this film. So I'm not going to Absolutely. do that. So, so they they walked out of it, and we continued. And that actually took more time than we anticipated. With us, we also have one of the actors from the film, Sayom Dev Mukherjee, fondly known as Den. Den, you were born with a rare genetic disorder, dopamine responsive dystonia, as a result of which you were non-verbal till the age of 25. You have multiple disabilities, including dyslexia and deformities all over the body. Despite this, Den, you have essayed various roles and today, you're an author, award-winning actor, and a radio jockey. Tell us about your acting debut. So, let me talk about some more about my disability. You are able to see my disability, which is visible. But there are also certain non-visible disability or invisible disabilities, which you are unable to see. I am a person with learning disability. I have dyslexia. People have read out to me and I have learned from listening. Now, the biggest friend that I have is audiobooks. And during the cinema also, I had faced the same problem. I have acted in a movie. So, in that movie, I had to kind of listen to the dialogues 
remember, recall and deliver. With the grace of God, in Cincinnati Film Festival, I got the Best Actor Award as well. Dr. Sarma, what kind of challenges did you face while working with persons with disabilities? For instance, if you were directing a person with a hearing impairment, how would you give directions? It was challenging, no doubt about it. So um, it was a learning curve for my team and me to understand each of them. As you said, uh, someone who has the hearing impairment, you know, how can we give direction? Uh, yeah. And it was an experiment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give an example, Ovinaya, she's an actress from you know, South India, and she, has, mm-hmm. she cannot speak and she cannot hear. Um, even with, his, with her hearing devices, she can hear only like a buzzing sound. Uh, she has no understanding of words, no understanding of modulation of words. She cannot hear song or anything like that. So it was a challenge. So, but you know, thankfully she can read words, um, this like simple English words she can write, uh, she can read. And what we did, we presented her some words so that she understands, say, you know, cry. She knows uh, what the crying means or well, read. <laughs> the actions, you know. Yeah. So we had to find ways to communicate to her. And initially, mm-hmm. I had challenges. I tried to use sign language that did not work well either in a in a film situation. And mm-hmm. and I realized that you know, her technique was um, finding the vibrations. I did not understand that um, initially, but they have a strong capability of understanding or finding tuning with the right vibrations of people. Um, mm. If she touches you, she can feel your vibration. Uh, she can feel, she can read your lips, um, lip syncing. Um, that she can do. You really understood the cast. Dr. Sarma, how important is it to empower people with disabilities? Now, empowering means you know, giving them independence. Mm. You know, take them out of the box so that they can do anything they want to do in this life. And you know, if we can let them do Whatever they want to do, you know, do not focus on the disabilities. Find things that they, they're passionate about, they love to do. And if we can you know, help them to get there, and that means giving them independence to do what they want to do. You know, and of course, we, we need to give them a you know, reasonable platform to succeed. You know, give them a reasonable accommodation in any situation, where it's a workforce or, or acting or the media field. We have to... Um, we have to adjust to some extent. Um, yes. It's all about creating a better society, you know, loving and inclusive yes. society, as you said. You know, yes. people with disabilities have fewer opportunities to learn or get a job. And when I mm-hmm. asked with many people, uh, Dan, Jiza, and many others, they said, you know, we want to be independent. You know, we need to get a job. Um, yes. And most of them are underemployed or unemployed, as you see. When we talk about inclusion, how can we ensure that persons with disabilities have access to resources and opportunities? Yeah, it's it's definitely, it's a human rights issue and we need to work together as a society. You know, if we do not Mm -hmm. do anything, there's a cost of exclusion. There is a huge cost of exclusion. As you said earlier about GDP, yes, absolutely. You know, if some percentage of, what, 23 million disabled people in India, 
join the workforce or 15% of world population join the workforce see what it happens like, you know they will they, they will contribute yeah they'll contribute to society as taxpayers and have a positive impact on gdp um, in terms of we need to raise awareness you know create a competency based education model and i strongly believe that we need to have a non traditional model a competency based educational model so that we can train them uh, with job oriented skills and skills, connect yeah. with em- employers mm-hmm. and government mm-hmm. systems you know providing some reasonable accommodation uh, for them to succeed you know government can take steps to build ramps in public places and mm-hmm. and with advanced technology these days with artificial intelligence we can build assistive devices you know that can definitely help them with uh, whether it's prosthetics or hearing devices or visualization visualization techniques then what kind of changes have you seen in the past four decades and what more is needed to have an inclusive society in a true sense we know that we need inclusion in various spheres of life since last four decades i have seen the change in positive way but that is a long way to go even now in 80s people are not at all aware in 90s people started to get aware about disabilities in the new millennium people started to understand a bit of disabilities first decade of the millennium people started to provide equality talk about inclusion and in this particular decade i am personally looking for a headway in an inclusive society where more disabilities professionals are going to be developed more inclusion are going to be made in the social sphere friendship would not see the barrier of disability love will not see the barrier of disability and each and every aspect of life will be inclusive in its totality total egalitarian society is not only an aspiration it is a possibility that i see in my lifetime to happen Dr Sharma you are working for an inclusive society through one little finger global foundation please tell us about the foundation uh, we started this non-profit foundation and our goal is to create an inclusive platform for all mm-hmm. uh, whether it's persons with disabilities or underserved communities or underprivileged communities you know we, we work with all of them and mm-hmm. our main focus areas are three areas um education um media and research you know as i mentioned about education and we need to provide and create a competency based education to persons okay. with disabilities and underserved communities you know uh, who are unable to get proper education either due to financial reasons or lack of time or other reasons so that's mm-hmm. one and the second one is the media um yes. we are a non-political organization um we work on media means film music literature and we created an all inclusive platform to help a deserving artist to work on various different projects and we're currently working on 
um, a couple of projects supporting Cancer Foundation and another music project with children with disabilities. Wonderful. Uh, and the third one is the research. And I mentioned about the neurological neuro research that is yes. ongoing, and we're starting a counseling music and brain research center. Um, we're delayed because of the COVID for last couple of years, yes. um, but we're still continuing our neuro research, and we hope to experiment with various activities and music to see how we can you know, stimulate neurons uh, that could help the uh, help with focus, attention, you know, or early intervention with autism and mental depression. That's wonderful. Wish you all the very best for your research, Dr. Sarma. And thank you so much for joining us today. And then, thank you for being a part of this conversation. That's it on the Banega Swastindya podcast this week. If you have comments, queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future, please write to us on bsipodcast at the rate ndtv.com. Remember, BSI stands for Banega Swastindya. You can also connect with us on Banega Swastindya handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and continue the conversation through the week. Till next week, this is Ambika Singh Kama signing off. Stay healthy, stay safe.